Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Fayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. From probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance, this is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Fayard. Hello, hello, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Connection brought to you by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the podcast. I really appreciate the time and the support. Um, hey, if you're new to the channel and you've never um, uh, logged in before or heard me before and would like to be notified whenever a podcast comes out, go ahead and send me an email at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. That's an old email address when uh, this uh, channel was on the radio local and live in the Bay Area, but now it is a podcast or better yet, go here to Apple Podcasts and search for The Real Estate Connection, a podcast with Stephen Thayard. Again, The Real Estate Connection, a podcast with Stephen Thayard. You can also find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. And I had to think about that for a second because we have expanded thanks to your wonderful support. Uh, Good Patriot Realty is a boutique small real estate brokerage located in Northern California who works one-on-one -on -one with individuals to help and buy, sell uh, homes. We also are announcing a partnership with Honor the Brave, which is a nationwide organization that supports U.S. military service members and veterans and first responders. We are offering a 10% rebate to sellers of our commission and a 10% rebate to buyers of our commission subject to lender approval for every U.S. military service member, veteran, and first responder that decides to work with our brokerage. And additionally, we will donate through Honor the Brave 5% of the commission to the charity of your choice, supporting either first responders or veterans, the U.S. military, or whatever your heart's desire is. Um, so we just wanted to announce that partnership. If you have any questions about that and you are a U.S. military member or first responder and would like to take advantage of that rebate program, please give me a call directly at 408-472-0817. Again, 408 472-0817. Now on to the podcast. Uh, so we are talking about something today um, that is driving the real estate market in a new direction. 
the baby boomers were the largest generation besides uh, generation, I believe, Z or X um, or the millennials. Um, I, I'm getting my information mixed up sometimes, but they were a very large generation um, that drove our economy is still driving our economy in, in different ways. And one of them is in retirement. So um, it's good to know what the baby boomers are doing and how they're making decisions about retirement. One, if you're an investor and you're looking to invest into an area where money will be spent in large amounts, uh, you may consider looking into retirement communities or age-restricted communities uh, for your investments. Or if you're getting close to retirement, um, or you are thinking about retiring, this podcast is for you as we will be going through some <clears throat> questions that you should be asking yourself about where, about how to choose an age-restricted community. But before we get started into how to make the decision, let's talk about this baby boomer generation. Um, here are some statistics about baby boomers that you may not know. Baby boomers are defined as those born between 1946 and 1964. Baby boomers make up about 77 million people within our current United States population. And 10,000 boomers are reaching retirement age every day. So that's 10,000 people across the United States are rolling into that decision-making time of what to do now. I've, I've had a very successful long career. My kids have all grown and left the house and now I have space to think about what uh, I want to do personally for myself uh, in the fourth quarter of my life. Uh, baby boomers are projected to have 70% of all U.S. disposable income over the next five to ten years. So talk about a marketing source that you want to tap into if you're in, in business um, the baby boomer community still holds a lion's share of the disposable income within the United States of America. Baby boomers are poised to inherit, that is, inherit from the death of a parent or maybe another family member that doesn't have any children and they're the sole uh, a sibling, up to $15 trillion over the next 10 to 15 years. Um, that's a lot of money that will be transferred into the hands of baby boomers along adding to their um, disposable income. So this is why um, we're paying attention to what baby boomers are doing in the marketplace, especially as it relates to real estate. With 10,000 baby boomers reaching retirement age every single day, the trends for retirement living will be shaped by baby boomers' decisions on how they want to live out their golden years. Fortunately for boomers, there are many choices to fit their needs. And this, and this is where we segue into what are the decision, what is the decision-making process for a person who has reached retirement, um, especially for the baby boomer crowd. Now, personally, I'm outside of that age range by a couple of years, but I'm close. Um, um, I wasn't part of the greatest generation. I did not, was not old enough to deal with Vietnam. I uh, was not uh, old enough to deal with the war in Korea or World War II. So this is a unique generation that I'm in. I'm close enough to understand where they're coming from, but not have to deal with 
uh, the fears of war that they had to deal with in protecting the United States of America and the American dream of home ownership. However, um, I was young enough to experience some of the tail end of the 60s and the 70s as things started to change socially in the United States of America. And my formative years were in the 80s, which a lot of people think is one of the greatest um, decades in the United States of America because there was so much inter intercrossing of culture going on at that time. We still didn't have cell phones. We still didn't have uh, a lot of technology. We were the last generation to not be attached to an internet device. We were the first generation to deal with video games and computers, but they weren't attached to anything. So it was still just a glorified typewriter or uh, uh, the ability to actually play a game in your house instead of having to go to the mall. Uh, and now malls are becoming antiquated. So anyway, a long story short to just say that, you know, in this generation that I am in, I can relate to kind of both sides, the baby boomers and the um, millennials as they grew up attached to the internet because in my generation, we were the ones who were dealing with the internet as adults first, but we did understand technology because we were dealing with video games in the house for the first time ever, along with computers in our teen years. All right, so um, getting back to retirement, additionally, these age, so in an ever-changing social environment, which we're in, our social environment has been changing and it seems like the velocity on that change in our social environment is just ramped up. But in an ever-changing social environment, we've discovered that retirement communities are now called age-restricted communities. Additionally, these age-restricted communities vary greatly and they range from the following. So you're, this is where you're going to want to pay attention. These are the different types of age-restricted communities or retirement communities that are available for you to choose from if you're thinking about retirement or if you're an investor and you're looking to invest because you've just heard all of this um, background information on where the money is with baby boomers. This is a, a, an area to look into for potential investment to make money as the baby boomers occupy these areas. So small city-based apartment style living. So if you're living in a small town and you may have one condo development or a mixed development where there are small single family homes, condos and apartments, either for purchase or for rent in a smaller town outside of a metropolitan area, there are developers that are still building these. And if they happen to be inside of a real estate investment trust, this may be something that you want may want to invest in uh, real estate investment trusts specifically geared towards age-restricted communities or retirement communities. Sounds like a good investment to me, especially with all the money that's going to be poured into these areas. All right, gated golf course communities that are age-restricted and large self-contained developments with golf courses, swimming pools, tennis courts, clubhouses, and even some other amenities that we've seen out there like woodworking shops for people who are carpenters who want to still continue to work on their trade, uh, a community-based woodworking shop, uh, community-based quilting classes, uh, weavers, other activities. Uh, 
so these are the other activities and areas uh, that uh, small based um, that um, that you can look into uh, for yourself when you're looking to uh, choose where you want to go. Also, small age restricted single family home developments within cities. Now, these are areas where you have to be a certain age to buy into. And there may be an entrance, with, but without a security gate. But the entire development was gear, is geared towards retired people. Condo and townhouse developments that are geared for uh, uh, 55 and over. And assisted living arrangements as well. So what you may want to be looking for is, do they have the ability to scale? Uh, can you go into a community where you can live completely independently, but then have the ability to move into the next phase, phase which may be assisted, semi-assisted living to fully assisted living. So these are the types of decisions that you, and areas that you'll be looking into as you make your retirement decisions. So how do you choose a 55 plus retirement community or whether it's 60 plus, 62 plus, whatever the age restriction may be, how do you choose uh, how, how should you choose to go that direction? Okay, so like any other living decisions that you make in life, right? The first step is always what? What? Uh, what is the first step? Location, location, location. You're always going to start with location. Even when you're younger, you're thinking about location. My youngest, uh, youngest son is uh, starting his, finishing his last part of college and he's transferring to a new school, so he's looking for a place to live. And the location is important because he wants to be close to campus, but not be on top of campus and still have a short commute. So what does that all mean? He's looking based on the location of where he wants to be. And the same holds true with any decision, whether it's for retirement or for your family or for investment properties. Location is the number one place we all start. So where do you want to be? What weather are you comfortable in? Some people like the cold. Some people like tropical. Uh, some people want the Midwest because they want wide open spaces and large valleys. Some people want the mountains because they like to hike. Some people want the desert and other people want the coast. But what kind of weather is right for you? Okay. And what is the pace of life around where you want to be? Do you want to be in a place where there's lots of activity and lots of energy, like a city lifestyle? Do you want to be somewhere quiet where there's not a lot of people around and you don't see your neighbors? Do you want a hybrid? Do you want a combination? You have to ask yourself, what kind of pace of life are you looking for? Do you want to be surrounded by younger people uh, while you're in your community, you but be in, uh, insulated in the community you're in? Uh, or do you want to just be in an area where there's mostly retired people and the pace of life is really slow. And what about the cost of living for the environment? Are you, would you be comfortable with? Are you looking for a higher cost of living? Like it's say in New York city or Washington DC or San Francisco or Los Angeles, or are you looking for a lower cost of living? Say maybe uh, Mon Montana, uh, Texas, um, Arizona, Nevada, things where it costs less to buy groceries, well, groceries are expensive everywhere now, but relatively speaking, less cost in utility bills, gas prices, um, taxes, 
Uh, do you want to pay state income taxes? So these are the types of decisions that you want to make. What healthcare services are in the area and does your insurance carrier operate in the location that you want to be in? So you have to ask yourself, what kind of insurance do I have now? Um, if I move to my desired location, will I be able to take that insurance with me? Am I dealing with any health issues currently? Are they destined to get worse or stay the same? Are there specialists that you need to have access to? Um, what are the hospitals and support services in the area related to health? All of these fold into your decision-making process about where you want to be for a retirement community. Um, will you have family or grandchildren visiting? With age-restricted communities, there are restrictions on visitors, where they can stay, how long they can stay. You need to make sure. Uh, will the uh, place you're living in even allow overnight guests? Some are very strict. If you're living in an apartment-style uh, assisted living facility, maybe you can have a visitor come visit, but they can't spend the night. Um, or do both occupants have to be 55 and over? If you're married to somebody who's younger than you are and you reach that retirement age first and you both decide it's time, make sure that you verify that if you have a younger spouse that it's still okay for both of you to purchase or move into this facility or area. So once you've chosen your, your location, what's the next step? The next step would be budget, right? We go location, and then what can I afford there, right? You need to determine your living expenses from a mortgage or a rent perspective, depending on what you're trying to do. Are you going to be buying? Will you be selling the house you're living in now and cashing it out? And oh, by the way, if you need help with that, give Good Patriot Realty a call at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. We'd be happy to help you with that, especially if you're a U.S military service member veteran or first responder get in contact with us take advantage of that rebate program so we can say thank you for protecting the american dream of home ownership um, you also need to consider community dues or fees are there hoa fees are there other associated fees related to belonging to a golf course so that you can play or tennis court fees or now the rage is what pickleball pickleball are there fees related to pickleball groups and things of that nature um like i said before uh your hoa related to the community may not cover um rounds of golf or meals on on-site restaurants clubhouses or health care if you need it there may be packages that you can buy into that uh, either provide provide uh, rounds of golf uh, for the year or additional health healthcare on additional on-site healthcare services for you. So sit down with your financial planner is my advice. Either sit down with your financial planner, a family member that you trust who's done well with money uh, and has a good track record of saving and investing, and uh, you uh, think uh, has the ability to make wise choices and will think about you and not themselves in the decision-making process. But you know, two heads are better than one. So sit down with somebody that you trust and walk through it. You may, they may come up with an idea that you haven't thought of. All right. So where do we go from here? We look at, uh, what are the type of, what are, 
does the community offer the activities that you are looking for? So once you've decided your location and your budget, then you're going to start deciding, okay, what type of activities do I want? And um, what are my absolute must-haves? And what can I... What can I what can I let go of? What where are my compromise points? Okay, so some communities will have it all: large clubhouses, tennis courts, golf courses, restaurants, clubs for various hobbies, um, RV and boat storage, swimming pools, and some communities may only offer one or one or two of those choices. So depending on what your budget is and what the amenities are that you're looking for, you have to make a decision: what's most important for you, and what are you what are you willing to give up? You will also, uh, some communities are theme oriented or geared toward, towards specific interests. So um, what I've found and some of my friends who have retired recently is they've purchased an RV because they want to travel the United States of America. You've been working nine to five for the last 25, 30 years. You may have been able to take one week here, two weeks there for vacation, but now you're retired. You've always wanted to see Yellowstone. You've always wanted to see Yosemite or the Grand Canyon, or you just wanted to drive the United States of America and see all the historical places that you've read about in books uh, and never been able to see for yourself. And so now is the time that you have the opportunity to get in an RV and just travel in a leisurely fashion without having to worry to rush back to a job. So uh, some communities have our travel lock and go lifestyle, whether it's RVing, whether it's cruising, uh, whether it's just long-term vacations overseas or in South America, or maybe you want to spend, say, six months in the Caribbean and then come back and spend six months in the United States of America. There's all sorts of choices for you out there as you're walking through your retirement and how your lifestyle looks for you as you move into this process. There are also RV clubs where people all live in the same spot. They all have RVs and they go all RVing together, two, three, four at a time, planning trips, different locations. Maybe the theme of one trip is to visit uh, wineries throughout the United States. Maybe it's to decide to visit um, historical places of exploration throughout the United States. Maybe follow Lewis and Clark as they moved from east to west out to Oregon. There's all sorts of different themes that you can get into when you're RVing. And maybe there's motorcycle clubs. Maybe you're a Harley Davidson enthusiast and you wanna go riding uh, throughout the United States of America. Uh, hunting and fishing clubs or lifestyles uh, within these communities. There's also, like I said before, cruising lifestyle. If you wanna go out on cruises, whether it's a month cruise or a two month cruise, and you wanna be able to have a home base that you come back to, where all you have to do is lock the door and go. Um, you can even turn off your, your utilities for a few months, right? Cause you're not gonna be there, just shut them off. And the community will maintain the exterior of your home and you don't have to worry about the interior. And now who knows? Maybe the community will allow you to do Airbnb on the unit that you have for people who are 55 and over, and you can use the place where you're living as a revenue generator while you're out traveling the world in your retirement. These are just some creative ideas that you can think of as you're choosing 
your community. Now, when choosing a community, you need to look into the future to see if your long-term needs will be met. So will the home allow you to live independently for the next 10 to 15 years? Look for design features that will assist you in staying independent for as long as possible. Single level living is very popular. If you're going to be in a building, you're going to want, want to make sure it has an elevator. It's You're going to want to make sure that you can get your groceries and your supplies up and down um, to your uh, living area. And that's usually going to be single level. level. No step entries. If you have trouble moving around already because of injuries that you've had in your past or some health concerns that you're already dealing with, you want to make sure that there's, you know, that your living environment is not fighting you. It should be helping you and cooperating with you. Wider doors and hallways for potential assistance for getting around, whether you need to use a cane, whether you've graduated into a walker or a wheelchair. These are the types of things you need to be thinking about even though you may not be using that right now. Walk-in showers without a lip. So I've seen in homes even for people who are not in the retirement age where it's you just walk right into the shower. There's no lip. It's graded in such a way that when the water comes out of the shower head, it's going to flow down into the drain and there's really no no barrier to entry at all. A bench seating install showers, toilets that are higher than a normal toilet so it's easier for you to get up and down. Um, additional framing inside showers so that you can add in grab bars easily. And are there infirmity, infirmaries within the community with easy access to trained medical staff? Uh, does the on-site restaurant provide food delivery service? So what if you um, are recovering from a surgery <clears throat> and you need food delivered, and does the on-site restaurant deliver food? Now, with a lot of these uh, apps now that we have on our phones um, for food delivery service, maybe that's not so important anymore, right? Things are evolving in our world. So even if the restaurant does not provide food delivery service, there are apps on your phone where you can order from restaurants and have that food still delivered to you. So there's... Um, as, our, as, as things continue to uh, evolve in our social environment and as technology is being utilized to serve people, um, this is really helping. Um, is there the ability to transition into, assisted, into an assisted living environment within the community? So if you're in a fully independent community, it may mean another move. And if you don't wanna have to do another move, and you just want to move once, then this is what you will be thinking. At some point, I am going to need help living. We all get to that point if we're allowed to live that long and are blessed to do so. Would it be easier to just be in one spot and then have the ability to just add that service onto whatever you're paying while you're in the, in the place that you're already living? Also, consider the surrounding area of the community you are looking to move into. Make sure the environment surrounding your new location has the amenities you're looking for as well. Um, is there a vibrant culture? It, are you looking for art? Are you looking for entertainment? Are you looking for plays, musical th musicals, things of that nature? Are you looking for um, five-star restaurants, a culinary scene? Um, are you looking for wineries, uh, uh, 
coastal locations where you can go walk and enjoy the beach or are you more of a mountain person we we kind of covered that a little bit in the beginning but this is very important is there a vibrant and walkable downtown some days you may just want to get out and be out and about in the public and people watch and enjoy where you're living a nice walkable downtown that is safe is very important I know one in uh, San Luis Obispo and in, in, pa- in San Luis Obispo County, uh, Paso Robles, has a beautiful walkable downtown. It's very nice. Some of the more bedroom communities in Northern California, like Napa, um, have nice walkable downtowns. Los Gatos, California, has a very walkable downtown. It's it's expensive, <laughs> but it has a very nice walkable downtown. So if you And Morgan Hill has a very nice walkable downtown. So if that's what you're looking for, think about what you enjoy in your current area and look for it to be duplicated somewhere else. Um, Is there robust public transportation or does the local government provide transportation for retirees? Now, this was more important before our our ride-sharing apps. Um, Now that we have ride-sharing apps, it may be may not be as important as it was in the past because now you can get on your phone and you can just order a car to come pick you up and take you to the location you want to go to. So we're not so dependent on public transportation because private companies have been filling the gaps. So um, now you can actually expand how far out you want to be. Are you close to airports, right? If you're a traveler, Um, Do you want to be close to a major international airport where you can get on airplane and fly overseas without having to change airports two or three times? That may be very important to you. And so you should think about these things as well. And then uh, what uh, what type of housing do you want? So we've covered all the communities, but do you want a townhouse condo single single family home where you have a backyard because you're still in the gardening and you want to be able to work the soil? Does it allow pets? Are you a pet lover? Are you a horse enthusiast? Is there a community where you can board a horse nearby? You know, these are all the different things that you can be thinking about as you're trying to decide where you would want to be in retirement. Also, as you're trying to decide where you might want to invest, knowing how much money is going to be spent by baby boomers in the future as they retire and the the uh and the uh uh, next generation behind them because as baby boomers retire eventually all of that um wealth is going to be passed down into the next generation the next generation and so it's always good to be looking out over the horizon to see where Uh, the money will be flowing and how the economy is going to be moving for investment purposes and for making decisions for yourself by looking at what other people are doing and what best practices are already out there in regards to where people live in their retirement. So that's it. If you have any questions about any of this, um, the notes for the, for the podcast are going to be become a blog post on uh, my website, goodpatriotrealty.com. That's goodpatriotrealty.com. So the podcast will go up on my website as well. 
Um, and I do have an email distribution list, and this uh, show will go out to all the people that are on the distribution list. If you hear this and you want to uh, share it with friends that are thinking about retirement, go ahead and do so. But if you want to see all the different questions I've posed and the thought process, it will be on the blog um, when this podcast gets posted. So thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Um, God bless you. God bless the United States of America. God bless your family. I'm going to leave you with this. Um, Joshua 1.9 says, um, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. So remember that you're never alone. You're never alone. Remember to love and be under self-control for yourself and the people around you and your loved ones. And with that, thank you so much for uh, joining us on another podcast of The Real Estate Connection, sponsored by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. If you have any questions about residential real estate or if you're a U.S. military member, first responder, and want to take advantage of our rebate program and a donation to your favorite charity, and the icing on the cake is you get a custom-made wood American flag at the close of escrow as a thank you as we partner with honor the brave in our business to say thank you to all those who put their lives on the line every day for the security of our nation and to protect our freedoms here in the united states and the american dream of home ownership and if you want to find us look for us at apple Podcasts, podbean itunes iHeartRadio. uh and thank you for joining us. California DRE number 017-00019. This has been The Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist Stephen Fayard. Licensed Cal DRE number 017-00019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.